Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Um, we are back this week. Sorry about last week. Um, it's been a crazy, crazy few weeks in my life. I know you guys are aware of that. Um, thank you guys for the grace and the prayers and everything that's been going on. Um, really appreciate you guys and uh, I just am super blessed uh, by your friendship and by uh, just the, the, the ministry that we get to do together. Um, so thank you guys for being awesome. Um, this week, we're continuing our series called Feeding the Fire of Faith. Um, and uh, we're going to do a quick recap, and then we're going to get into this next week, this next log. Uh, before we do that, let me pray, and uh, we'll get right into this fifth week. God, thank you again for these for these people, God. Thank you for my awesome friends and my awesome teammates, um, uh, these people that uh, you've put in my life, I pray. Uh I pray your blessing over them. I pray uh, your presence in their lives would be very, very strong. I pray that um, uh, that your Holy Spirit would move in them. Um, and I pray for this time specifically that your word comes through clear and loud, um, that you speak through me, through your Holy Spirit, um, and that, uh, that you uh, just change us to be more like Jesus during this time, God. Um, we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. I'm going to do my best to uh, make this smooth, but I'm pretty dang tired. Um, having a hard time thinking lately, so I hope that doesn't come across here. So um, let's jump right into it. Uh, let's do a quick recap on the past four weeks of uh, uh, Feeding the Fire Faith. Um, so the first week we talked about was surrender, right? So that's the first log that we put on the fire. Um, and this is all based on Proverbs 27, I believe. Let me see if I can find that real quick. Uh, Proverbs 27, ah, sorry, Proverbs 26, uh, verse 20. For lack of wood, the fire goes out. For lack of wood, the fire goes out. That's kind of the premise of this whole thing, this whole series. Um, we're talking about different logs that we can put on the fire that help feed our faith. Um, the first week we talked about surrender, um, where Jesus is basically telling us, you know, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. Surrender is a huge part of us following Jesus and pursuing Jesus, chasing after him. Second week, we talked about regular habitual Bible reading or Bible consumption. Um, you know, God made this resource, the Bible, for us. Um, so, you know, it's safe to say that it's probably his will for us to read it, right? Otherwise, he wouldn't have made it. Uh, week three, we talked about regular, habitual, intentional prayer. Um, Jesus had a habit of, you know, going away um, and praying. And if he needed to pray to the Father, <laughs> then certainly uh, we do too. You know, he made a habit and he was very intentional with it. We should do the same thing. Last week, or at least last time we talked about this, we went through fasting. That was our fourth week on this series. Um about how it's uh, something that I feel like we unintentionally neglect in our faith, um, but it definitely helps fuel our faith by giving us the opportunity to practically deny ourselves, um, you know, just a strong desire, desire from our flesh, you know, the desire to eat is a very, very strong desire, um, and uh, it helps us turn our attention to the Lord. So those are the four weeks, surrender, um, intentional Bible reading or Bible consumption, intentional prayer, and regular habitual prayer, um, fasting, 
interesting. This week we're talking about community, which is awesome and ironic because I planned this series out weeks and weeks ago and we just launched uh, our life groups. So community, super important. And that's what we're talking about today. So question is, why is why is community important? I think there's several reasons that show that community is important, but we're going to start number one, because Jesus modeled a life of faith in community, right? He gathered people around him. He lived in community. He went from, you know, town to town, city to city, um, and lived in community, um, he obviously had his moments of seclusion, you know, where he would go away to pray. Um, but the majority of his time was spent in community, um, especially with the 12 disciples, those closest to him and those that were doing ministry with him. Um, so Jesus modeled a life of faith in community by that. And even further, if you really think about it, um, uh, Jesus exists in community through the Trinity, right? We have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Um three persons of God in one. Um, Jesus exists in community and has from the beginning of time. So number one, uh, Jesus modeled life of faith in community. Community is important. Number two, it helps us grow in our faith. Um, uh, You know, just the idea of iron sharpening iron. That's Proverbs 27. (laughs) Uh, Proverbs 27 Uh, Verse 17, iron sharpens iron as one man sharpens another. Um, uh, You know, we get to challenge each other in multiple ways. Um, You know, this right here, this this podcast is meant to help you pursue Jesus. Um, It is uh, meant to help you sharpen your faith, grow your faith, um, grow your desire to pursue Jesus. and this is one of the reasons for community. I mean, this is community, one of the things we're doing right here. Uh, we get to challenge each other in multiple ways, you know, how we understand the Bible. Um, we get to challenge each other in regards to sins that we struggle with. Um, uh, we get to challenge each other with the way we see things. You know, sometimes it takes somebody, uh, you know, a third party to look into your life and to see something that you might not even see. Uh, before you can actually see the truth in it and uh, and be challenged by it and and change something in your life, um, you know, you just can't always see it until somebody else sees it. Um, so it helps us to challenge each other in multiple ways. Um, and back to the iron sharpening iron thing, I do want to say this: um, uh, iron doesn't sharpen iron without friction. Okay. I'm going to say it again. Iron doesn't sharpen iron without friction. When you're sharpening a knife, you're taking a piece of metal and rubbing it on another piece of metal to shave away the dull parts of that metal so that it becomes sharp. Um, and I don't want us to be ignorant to the fact that um, there will be friction in our lives when we are doing life together, when we are challenging each other. Um and as long as we are doing it in love, friction can be a very good thing that helps us grow in our faith. Um, you know, when we when we challenge each other, when we um, challenge a perspective or an understanding of scripture or anything like that, um, again, as long as it's done in love, it is to help each other grow in our faith, and it is a necessary part of community. Uh, without that friction, without that tension, without those challenges, we don't grow in our faith. So just keep that in mind, you know, as you pursue community and uh, faith in community, that it's a good thing, but always needs to be done in love. 
So, um, why is community important? Well, Jesus modeled a life of faith and community. It helps us grow in our faith, iron sharpening iron. Uh, number three, and this is one of my favorite ones, uh, we get to bear each other's burdens, right? We get to bear each other's burdens. Um, uh, by now, I'm sure everybody um, that's listening to this podcast, um, or at least if you're on, on the team and everything, uh, you guys know that my wife has breast cancer. Um, and you guys have been praying and supporting us and checking in. Um, so is the staff and the prayer team. We've got a lot of people surrounding us. Um, and we have felt insanely blessed by just all the prayers and all the checking in and people, you know, just offering to help in any way they can. Um, and without you guys praying and checking in, uh, this would be uh, a very, very difficult time for us. I mean, it already has been a pretty difficult time. Um, obviously, you know, you never want to hear cancer or anything like that. But um, I've been super encouraged by the support that this community, this this family of believers, um, this church has given to us. And, um, and it's one of the blessings we get to experience um, as a body of Christ, we get to bear each other's burdens. Um, you know, I've had more scripture shared with me this past month than I think ever before. Um, but it's been, it's been a constant reminder, not of what is happening, but of God's faithfulness and of God's promises. And, you know, the fact that he never leaves us, um, it's been very, very encouraging. Um, uh, and it's even gone so far to the other night. Um, and sorry, Audrey, if you're listening to this, I want to tell a story about you. Um, the other night, Audrey was at 180, and um, it was shortly after the uh, we heard about uh, my wife's, you know, cancer diagnosis and everything. And uh, she had a rough time with the sermon that night because it was it was literally why did bad things happen to good people? Um, so she had a rough night. Um, Kaylin, who's on staff and does uh, a lot of work with 180, I think she's like the main 180 leader, um, helped her out and gave her some tissues and cared for her really well. Uh, but then after the sermon or some point during that time, um, uh, her friends gathered around her and to care for her. And um, they all ended up circling up without a 180 leader there. And they prayed together. They prayed for Becky. They prayed for Audrey. They prayed for um, the kids in Costa Rica. I think they prayed for the church and the new name and everything like that. I think they prayed for a bunch of different things. Um, but they did it, you know, without being prompted by a leader, at least not in that moment. Um, and I'll definitely give a shout out to the 180 leaders because um, they're leading our kids in such a way. And this is one of the, the obvious reasons community is so important. So they're leading our kids in such a great way that um, they didn't have to be prompted to take concerns um, together in prayer to God. And that's a huge deal. That's a huge deal. Like, man, as a parent, I can't, it, it's blown my mind every single time I think about it. It's just really, really cool. I uh, just want to just give God praise and give the 180 leaders praise um, for for making that possible through community. Um, it's just really, really, it's just a really cool thing. Um, so we get to bear each other's burdens. Fourth thing I want to talk about. Um, it's the only way we can be the body of Christ, right? We all have different gifts um, uh, that God has given us as individuals, um, but he uses those gifts in cooperation 
with the body of Christ to accomplish his purposes and accomplish his will. Um, we see this First uh, Corinthians chapter 12. Oh, passed it up. Oh, hey, look at that. I bookmarked it. Um, chapter 12, and it's, it's a long stint, but I'm going to read all of it anyway. Uh, verses 4 through 26. It's a really long thing. Uh, it says, Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all and everyone. To teach is given, uh, I'm sorry, not to teach, to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For the common good. It's for good, it's good for everyone. For one is given through the Spirit of utterance. Um, uh, oh, I just can't see now. Um, utterance of wisdom and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same spirit to another faith by the same spirit to another gifts of healing by the same spirit to another the working of miracles to another prophecy to another the ability to distinguish between spirits to another various kinds of tongues to another the interpretation of tongues all these are empowered by one and the same spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills for just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we are all baptized into one body, Jews and Greeks, slaves, free, etc., and we are all uh, made to drink of one spirit. For the one body, uh, I'm sorry, for the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. Thank God. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again to the head, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weak are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow greater honor. And our uh, unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If members suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. You know, we can't be the body of Christ if everyone's an ear or a foot. Um, I think we all know which part I am, um, you know, the, the behind. Um, <laughs> but we, we're all we're all the body of Christ when we're in community, when we're united together. We can't be the body of Christ if we're all isolated and separated. Okay, so those those four things. Um, community is important because um, Jesus modeled life of faith and community. It helps us grow in our faith, um, iron sharpening iron. We get to bear each other's burdens, um, and we get to be the body of Christ by sharing the gifts and the, the different roles we have in the church. Um, so the question is, what happens when we don't have community? Um, I'm going to jump back to, to Genesis for this. All the way back. Oh, too far. Genesis chapter 2. <clears throat> we'll read verses 15 through 18. It says, The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work and keep it. 
And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, You may surely eat of every tree in the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in that day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. Then the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make a helper fit for him. Okay, so when we do things alone, um, we, when we isolate ourselves, when we, you know, step out of community, we have a greater potential to mess things up. And I think it's just made me laugh um, when I read this earlier that right after he was like, hey, don't eat from this tree or you're going to die. God was like, oh, man, OK, you're you're probably going to mess this up. You need somebody else to help you along with this. So he's like, you know what? It's probably not good that you're going to be alone. So I'm going to make somebody else for you. We're going to get you a helper here. Now I'm not going to go into Eve messing everything up, but um, I think it probably would have been a whole lot worse if they put another man there and you know, that's a whole nother conversation. Um, But when we're isolated and we try and do faith by ourselves, we definitely have a greater potential to mess things up. Um, so community is super important. Proverbs 18.1. Uh, 18.1. Whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire. He breaks out against all sound judgment. Um, now, this obviously isn't an every case scenario, but I think when we do isolate ourselves, um, uh, we have the potential to justify our sin more. Excuse me. <clears throat> we have the potential to justify our sin more. Um, and we lose the ability to have good judgment because we don't have people around us um, who are challenging us, who are trying to sharpen us and grow our faith. Um, when we isolate ourselves, we have removed ourselves from the wisdom of other believers. Um, so again, community is important. Um, and then the third thing is, and this kind of goes back to first Corinthians 12, but we miss out on the gifts of others and they miss out on our gifts, right? So I found this article, um, from the CS Lewis Institute, and I'm just going to quote a part of it because I think it's, it really, really explains it well. Um, it says when we live our lives in isolation, what we have is unavailable and what we lack is unprocurable. Um, when we live our lives independently, other people are poorer because they cannot benefit from our gifts. What we have is unavailable to them. Also, when we isolate ourselves, we are poorer because the benefits of others' gifts are lost to us. So what we lack, we cannot get. There are good things in others that are unprocurable unless we interact with them. So if we take on the role of the Lone Ranger believer, others are poorer and we are poorer too. Poorer too. Um, and I think that really, really wraps up 1 Corinthians 12 because we don't get to share our gifts. We don't get to share our gifts and bless others, and we don't get to be blessed by others sharing their gifts. Isolation is something that should be done when we are seeking God and just need some time alone, uh, removing ourselves, but it should never be this the um, the state of where we live in our faith. is not should not to be in isolation. Um, it is to be in community. So you know we're supposed to do this whole whole faith thing together. Um, I was going to say Paul, but it's not not Paul. The writer of Hebrews. Keep going. I'll pass it up. Um, Hebrews in chapter ten. There we go. Um, verse 24 and 25, um, he says, Hey, we need to, we need to stick together. We need to keep meeting together. Let us consider how to stir one another to good, or I'm sorry, one another to love and good works. 
We cannot stir each other up. We cannot inspire each other. We cannot lead each other into good works or into love if we are isolated. Um, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day drawing near. It says we need to keep in community. We've got to stay in community. Um, that's where that's where our strength is. That's where our strength is. Community is important. Um, if you guys aren't in a life group right now, start one, get in one, find more community to where you're doing um, uh, life together on a regular basis, not just on Sundays, um, to where you're isolated during the week. Um, so get in a group, um, carry each other's burdens. Again, you know, you guys have been a huge part of making sure this season uh, that uh, my family is going through is hopeful and not defeated. Um so carry each other's burdens, be open to challenge, do it in love, right? Do it in love, iron sharpening iron, uh, because that's where we're going to grow the most. All right. I feel like that was a lot, but um, I'm going to pray. I'm going to give you guys a chance to pray, um, play some music and everything. And uh, and uh, let me, again, just encourage you to get into community because that is where we as believers thrive. Let's pray. <sighs> Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you for your church, for the design that you've created um, for us to thrive in, for the place that you've created for us to gather, to be loved, to share love, to share faith, to share gifts. Um, I pray that if we are isolated right now, that you would show us where to get plugged in and share in community. And I pray that you would, um, just by the power of your Holy Spirit, uh, make those opportunities available, God. Um, bless us right now. Let us hear your word. Let us hear you speak to us. Um, and uh, like I said at the beginning of this, God, change us to be more like Jesus. Don't let us um, leave this time and walk away from this unchanged by you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
All right, y'all, we'll close this in prayer and uh, and we'll see you next week. Let's pray. Lord, Father Jesus, Holy Spirit, thank you for blessing us with your, with your presence. Thank you for blessing us with your word, God. Bless us as we go this week. Um, again, draw us into community. Help us to hear your voice. Help us to um, deny ourselves, God, to give you our entire lives, our heart, um, and uh, just make us more like, more like you. Make us more like you and less like us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.